Le Mondial de l'Automobile de Paris avec... We are now enjoying the calm. That is the atmosphere around the Lexus LFCC concept, which is the coupe version of the new IS. Well, Probably. yeah, yeah, so I quite like this. There's a tiny bit too much going on in places, but look at those front wheel arches from here. We're looking at it from the back as it slowly rotates. The wheel arch sculpting is very nice. There's some really nice details on this. Look at the bird brake light built into the shark fin aerial. Again, it's nice. If they can do all that in production, that would be sweet. triangular digital light above the rear window. Like Richard says, like a... Now, what's the word? It's not... It's an anal fin, I think. Isn't it? No, it's, no, it's the top side. It's rear dorsal, isn't it? There's a word for the dorsal, fin. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, 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 po- it's post dorsal. I can't remember my biology, but there's a word for that. But it's got a bit of uh, what's the Audi coupe, the A6 uh, coupe, A5, A5 yeah, coupe. It's it has, got a bit yeah. of that about it, which is no bad thing. Yes, and then I don't know it's the colour, which is a sort of how do you describe that? Somewhere in the brown spectrum, but not brown. It's sort of goldy, like a dark. Gold, it's shimmery, the, it, God knows. It's a sort of a grey bronze. Really? A bronze is getting close. Anyway, it, for some reason that puts me in mind of Bentley. It's also got quite big chrome door handles, which remind me of a Bentley. And, and look at the wing mirrors. I've never seen a wing mirror like that before. Rather than have the wing mirror mounted on a, a pylon directly, the pylon sort of swoops around yeah. or gives the impression that it swoops around. That's quite original. And those bonnet vents, look at those. They're like little sort of swoop slashes from this angle. And mm-hmm. then they've actually got a bit of depth to them as well. They're like the McLaren symbol, actually. They are, exactly. And look at the front end. It's the Predator again. You know the Predator? Yeah, that's, that's a, a strange it looks jaw. like some kind of fish that only exists in very deep seas. And the headlights a bit fiddly. Look at that sort of wing effect as well. There's but a lot going there on. There is a lot going on, and maybe yeah, that's, right. that's the only thing that's not right. But ultimately, I think it's quite a nice-looking car. And as we know from a previous podcast, the kids on the street seem to think... That, well, the kids on my street, anyway, seem to think that a Lexus GS is quite cool, and this has similarities to it, but sort of funked up. The that's le- all right, though. The last IS I drove, which was the ISF was phenomenal I know it had Mm. that big V8 engine Mm. but the rest of it was spot on as well I think Lexus no doubt can build the cars they can style the cars it's just got to overcome the Steve Coogan aspect yeah, to it the a little bit, hasn't it? God, that front wheel arch is great. From this angle, again, it's coming around to rear three-quarter, but the front overhang totally disappears from this angle, and it's just got this really sort of muscular mm. front wheel arch where the, the actual wing then behind it sort of seems to curve inwards. And it's almost got a flat top to the wheel arch extension at the front, almost like it's an outboard wheel with a proper fender over it. Anyway, cool. Should we stop describing this car and go and get out of here before we both melt? Too late. (laughs) Le Mondial de l'Automobile de Paris. Well, this is the first stand we've got to where there isn't anything like a scrum around the concept car unless you consider me and Richard a scrum, because we're on the Sanyong stand. Sanyong, yes. And their concept, what's this thing called? The Exiv or the Eziv or... Echiu. Echi. Echiu. Oh, look, I've just noticed something. Come over here. Okay, we're going to go and climb on the car. What have you noticed? 
Has this been done by Idea Design, or is it, does it just say Idea on the side for no apparent reason? I've had an idea. Good, put it on there. Do Idea still exist? Well, that's what I was wondering. I didn't know they did. So this is basically a sort of concept car by numbers, because it hasn't got rear-view cameras instead of proper mirrors. Yes. Has it got chrome flush door handles that are probably touch-sensitive? Yes. Has it got circular holes drilled into the front? And that's a very concept. It's yes. a Renault concept thing, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. It yeah. is. And has it got very tricksy headlights of some sort? Yes. And the use of turquoise in yes. the lighting. Which somehow, I didn't get this memo, but apparently Eco stuff now all has blue things on it, not green. That's blue right. things. So. Blue is the new green. Blue motion. Do you know what's weird thing? about this? For a concept it looks like it's on 15 inch wheels you know usually they have like absolutely massive rims on it and this it's got normal road car wheels albeit a slightly jazzy design tell you what though they've got the same idea on the wing mirrors as we saw on that Lexus yes. that sort of swooping yeah, thing that yeah, goes that around the wing mirror the top, yeah. Yeah. a floating roof thing like a Mini or a Range Rover where the pillars are black in or an front. Adam or yeah. uh, what's the other one uh, the A1 is it has got that no. hang on I've just noticed no, it says idea under the mirrors but then down here in front of the rear wheel it says Sanyong Advanced Styling suggests they did it themselves I tell you what though it is an advance in Sasanyong's styling when you compare it to the glorious Sasanyong rectum. They've got the Rodius here. We're going to get in a Rodius. Richard's in the driving seat. I'm going in the passenger seat. Hang on. I'm in. I'm in. We're in a rectum. Can I just do... I'll it's do not rectum. This is, this is Rex, the Rodius. Rodius. I yeah. beg your pardon. Mm. Can I just do an impression of a Rodius driver? Which terminal is it? This <laughs> <laughs> is just airport rantastic, isn't it? it? Well, it's perfect. Airport I, I, cabbing. Do you know what? Wow. I actually like You like this, this don't car. you? Look, I, I, look at this. Look, it's got a CD stacker behind a silver flap in the passenger side. What does that other flap do? Let's see. It's probably got like a... a oh, it's a drawer. Oh! A drawer oh. that comes out. That's oh. modern. Oh, well, now, this is all very adequate. Um, <laughs> It won't close. No, it won't close. Oh, no. It's closed. <laughs> this looks like it should open, but it doesn't. Everything's very beige. It is very beige. And oh, it's not as hard as it appears. No. That looks like it's absolutely it's not, rigid it's really plastic. Squishy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've managed to make it look hard. Look at the. We've got a weird sort of colour mismatch on the stalks. The bottom bit's grey and the top bit's slightly darker <laughs> grey, almost black. <laughs> well, there we go. Then, and anyway. chrome door handles and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You've got to love Sasanyong because they've I'm gone their sure own way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's the thing. I mean, yeah, oh, oh, it's got a lot of space in it. That's if you, why. If you need such a thing. I can see me asking Sasanyong what? To have one of these for it's next year's summer camping car because it is so huge in the back, you would get all our camping stuff in. And do you know what? For a lot of people, like your cab drivers, yes. that's the priority. True. Yes. That's all. If you insist. <laughs> I'm just marvelling at the three-speed fan, like it's 1974. <laughs> Look, one, two, three. That's it. That's all you've got. Hang on, isn't 1974 in Korea forward thinking? So it's got off. One, two, three, but then at the other end of the scale, it's got R, reverse, reverse fan. It starts <laughs> sucking air out of the car. Oh, my God. Let's get out before we suffocate. Next petrol, we got a Jones on speed! You see, the rear end of the Rodius... Uh, oh, he's opening the boot. It is vast. Look at that. 
It's, now, this is a seven-seater, so you've got two individual seats in the middle and then three in the back, although three very small people mm. in the back there. Oh, there's a, there's a hatch in the boot big enough for a shoe. But it's underneath a flap of carpet. How long? Can I just show you something? Let's show sure. the boots together. I just want yeah. to show you something which has just struck me here. Oh, that's a heavy tailgate. Now, that, the Rodius badge... What font? That looks like the Lotus font to me. It does. Look, if you it? just cover that, so you just see US. You would think it that says Lotus. Who are not here? Uh, Two years yeah. ago yeah, yeah. was the they famous, had seven hundred cars yeah, launched with Mickey Rourke and Brian May and, and Naomi and Campbell and some Baldwins. Yeah, oh, several Baldwins. Alec, Mike, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> the lesser-known Baldwin's and Jeff Baldwin. So, yeah, two years ago was the time when Lotus went, right, here we go, this is our new model offensive, and where are they now? It's, it's so sad. Only two years. I was playing guesswork with some of the Renault people last night. You know Renault are about to launch the Alpine. Yes. But they're going to find a partner for the Alpine. And when I asked... The Renault people. Is that partner by any chance going to be Lotus, who have got a platform which might just do it? Mm. They didn't answer no. Okay. So, you know, the future of Lotus is Renault, which is, well, makes sense because the future of... Disaster, don't they, they, do, Lotus, don't they? Always. It kind of makes sense because what used to be a Renault Formula 1 car is now a Lotus. Yeah. Oh, so complete circle. Yeah. Le Mondial de l'Automobile de Paris avec Gareth Jones on speed. Richard and I are now sitting in... Arguably one of the stars of the show, if not the star of the show. But this is a very significant car for all car enthusiasts. And of course, Jaguar. This is the F type. You like Mr. Porter? I do like. I like sitting in here. It feels very low. All these buttons are sort of rubbery texture, but with a metal frame with a little rubber pad on the end there, like little carbon pebbles. fibre pattern on it as well. I think is it sort of, yeah, or is it just like kind of. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, so that's nice. It's one of those cars you know, just get into a sports car and it sort of feels kind of ready to go. Like you, yeah, yeah. you just want to have a drive in it. And this, so you're sitting very low, the wheels in the right place. One of the things I really like about this car is the gear shift paddles and the start stop button and the trim around the button that puts it into sport mode and stuff are all this unusual gold colour. Yeah. It was inspired by the Eurofighter and jets of that ilk fast fighter jets because they have all the major controls in gold Whereas people like Susan Young, they choose their inspiration from the Winfield range yeah. that Woolworths uh, <laughs> used to make. That's clever, finding your inspiration from places like this, because yeah, we spoke so, to Ian Callum um, about inspiration yeah. for his car, didn't we? I'll tell you what's interesting. It's got this grab handle here on the passenger side that's not unlike the design of the Range Rover Central Dash, where you've got those two sort of mm, flying oh, buttresses. Yes, yeah. Actually, is this the used part of an old XJS? <laughs> They brought back. Well, you know, the XJS, they always say, oh, it's got flying buttresses. I'm no expert on ecclesiastical architecture, but I think those are just buttresses. They're That's a flying buttress because it's, it's got, got a, a hole, it's got yeah. a gap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we digress. And this feels nice in here, and I guess this is a pre production car, but it all feels pretty high quality and like a proper car. Interesting. <laughs> they don't have the Jaguar theatrical rotary oh, dial the for the transmission. Yeah. <laughs> Nobomatic. <laughs> no, they've gone for this stick. little thing. It's like the BMW system where you have this stubby little lever that always returns to centre and then park is a little button on top. Yeah. 
That was quite nice. Again, I suppose it sort of looks a bit fighter jetty, doesn't it? Yeah, the Eurofighter actually doesn't have a column stalk. It doesn't. It has so a really joystick to the side. Done away with the steering wheel, and you just steer it on that, like that old Saab concept. Yeah, yeah I was about to say that. Apparently, so this gold came from there. One of the young designers said, oh, this is cool. But the actual gold is not a precise replica of the one in fighter jets, because apparently that's quite bright and looked a bit much, and this is a little bit more toned down. And I know you like brown leather in a car. I do. But what you like is that sort of caramel-coloured brown. No, because this one is brown, and I like this. I think This, this is, is proper brown. It's proper brown, but no, I do like brown leather in a car, and this is brown, so good. It's the same brown as my school uniform was in high school. Really? Yeah, brown. Oh, look, such sensitive interior lights. Oh, yeah. hang on, talking about touch sensitive, let's yes. do the doors thing. Go outside, oh, look yes. at the doors. I can't show you this, but we can describe it to you. The doors on the F-Type, the door handles are magical. They do a weird thing. Right, we're standing outside the car, we close the door, and now you've got this flush what do we call that oblong panel yeah if you're familiar with the door handles on the current Aston range you know they sit flush to the side of the car they're just sort of oblongs with rounded ends this looks like that no surprise because Ian Callum who's in charge of the design for this did the DB9 and started the V8 Vantage before he stopped working with Aston so this looks very similar but it sits flush to the car and this one keeps popping out it's not working properly but there's a little round bit at one end and when you pass your hand by that the other end pivots out that's a nice little sort of stainless steel inset bit on the top it senses your presence and sends your presence and then you can tuck your hand underneath it and open the door let's have a look at the butt because this is the one part of the car that was only revealed here and you know what much has been said of the way that it looks like the rear of an E-Type, that it swoops down. I disagree. I think it's more like the rear of that CX-16 or even mm. the 220. Oh, uh, yeah. Show you something here that just caught my eye. The boot's not particularly big, but it is only a two-seater sports car. But they're claiming it's got perfect weight distribution. And I've noticed here, look, that here and the edge of the boot panel, the washer bottle filler. Back so they've here. stuck the washer bottle back here, I guess partly for weight distribution yeah. and I presume the battery's back here somewhere as well because that's always an easy win to stick a battery in the boot it's, things up. it's a new car but how much of this is new because it is based on a short XK platform yes it is it? Yeah, same sort of aluminium chassis as the XK but yeah shortened and the engines the V6 is new it's just been put into the XJ I think yeah. and then the V8 supercharged engine that has been in the X well all of the other cars for two or three years now so I really like the way it looks I really like the interior I really like the gold detailing which it might sound vile but I think it actually works yeah my biggest worry about this car is the price it's there's three models they're all supercharged there's two supercharged V6s and then a V8 and even the base model it does have like 340 horsepower so it's not going to be slow but then it's not going to be cheap £58,500 is where it starts at and to me this still looks more like a 40 grand-ish car because I think we've got into our heads it's a rival for the Boxster yep. Boxsters are all you know, around that mark so well, this, is, this is pricey yeah. even though they can say oh, it's got more power and stuff like that but I just think people walk into a showroom and go I was thinking of a Boxster but I like the look of this more can I have one please it's how much? a lot mm. but I think Jaguar are able to do that now because they're not under the same ownership as Aston Martin and that allows Jaguar to move 
up into Aston Martin territory and there's still a big gulf I know mm. but they can extend upwards a little bit and there will be cheaper versions of this car because these are all the S Ah, well, the, the 58 and a half gram one is not an S. That's really? the entry level. S means it's either got the more powerful V6 or the V8 in it. And you can tell the difference between that's a V8 because it's got four pipes to either side at the back, and the V6 has two massive central exhaust pipes. And this they are here. Look they at are, that. Those are like proper trombones. trombones <laughs> we agree. I can I yeah. can't fit my hand in that. Oh, yeah. They are very fluted, aren't they? Very bell ended. <laughs> Someone had to say it. <laughs> Do you remember when we spoke to Ian Callum a while ago? I was talking to him about how to make the F-Type attractive to women and men, that it wasn't so masculine that women didn't like it, it wasn't so feminine that blokes didn't like it. Ian Callum, the designer of that car, is having his photo taken behind the car at the moment with... A gaggle, I think that's the correct term, Yes. of about eight middle-aged women. Just women. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> What's all that about? Do they find him attractive, or is it the car? Or is it a combination well, of the two? Ladies love a man who can draw. Do they? I don't know. Well, Probably do. Uh, have you met... Neil Buchanan. Can you beat me to it? covered in girls. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get an 80s TV reference in there somewhere. Tell Shall you what, we go and have a look at the new Range Rover? Yeah, all right. There are two cars we have to mention before we finish, and the Range Rover is one of them. Here it is. This is my first sight of it as I walk up to it here. There's one in what Land Rover called Bourneville. That colour oh, is, is that called what they call Bourneville. It? It's a great colour. It's not that far off the colour my old Rover was, which is mm-hmm. like, it almost looks black, but then under light you realise that it's kind of very dark, reddy brown. Yep, I had that's a... a um, great colour, that. I had a discovery in that colour a while back, and that's how I know the name of that colour. Look at it. It is definitely a Range Rover, isn't it? Do you know what? It's not as big as I was expecting in real life. I thought it was going to be mahusive, but actually it looks pretty much the size of the existing car, which is not it's small. A, it's lower, isn't it? Well, I think this one's probably sitting down on its air springs. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think it is lower. I think they're, they're making much of that. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. That's a nice detail here, look. It's all aluminium now, and it's much, much lighter than the old one. And within the structure here, they have this little shiny alley plate with just a sort of line-drawing of the car on it of the front end of the car you only see it when you open the doors but it's quite a sweet little detail the devil's in the detail yeah exactly let's see if I can get in around I'll I'll lean in here with you and then the inside well it feels familiar it feels like a Range Rover sort of minimalist and it's got the dash from the XJ at the moment which is that LCD dash so no real dials yeah well the outgoing Range Rover had that for the last two or three years they oh, put they that did, in there yeah. Yeah. Of course so they did, yeah. this is technology they already know so and use we're going to come around the other side hang okay. on yeah. right God, it's quite a journey around this car it is a big car even so it still is isn't it hang on we've been gone for about an hour <laughs> It take you that long to walk around. Different time zone around here. <laughs> Lots of wood, this sort of black wood that you might have got in an MFI. Uh, I was going to say, this mm. reminds me of a cheap TV cabinet from Argos. It's not great, that, is it? But I presume there's loads of options. In fact, there are because I saw some stat about how many different permutations of paint 
and interior colour and wood and all sorts. You can have the roof in a contrasting colour, like that one over there. See, that we're looking at one now that's silver with a black roof. Yeah. Like a massive Mini. A mass- actually, not much bigger than the Mini yeah. Countryman, to be fair, these days. <laughs> oh, look, you've even got that wood yeah, that's on the steering wheel at the top God. and the bottom. But I've seen that somewhere before. I'm trying to think where. Hmm. In your nightmares? <laughs> it's not great, though, is it? But otherwise... It looks like luggage, doesn't it? The whole of the dash looks like a nice piece of luggage with this... Is that yeah, real stitching? Yeah, it yeah. It is real, yeah, yeah. Which is very much a thing now. I think a lot of Mercs and BMWs have it, and Audis and Jag, obviously, are big on this. This is having a leather-wrapped dashboard rather than relying on a plastic moulding. It's and like it does, a massive does, purse. It classes it up, doesn't it? It's good. Yeah. It's, it just feels very Range rover to me, which is no bad thing because it's a Range Rover, and... I'd hate it if they'd gone all fancy and tried to be too clever, but what they've done is sort of actually quite minimal and... Wow, I've just opened up the glove compartment. It's got an icebox. Yeah, that is an icebox. That is completely waterproof and sealed. This is my camping car. Wow, look at that. And underneath the opening of the lid, you've got lots of little catches to hold, I don't know, tickets or something like that? Drugs. That would only be in the sport. In the sport. Yeah. I came over here in the sport. I drove a Range Rover Sport, a supercharged one. Bloody hell. Over here. And I've always been sceptical about that car because I'm from Cheshire. And in theory, that means I should like it. But actually, it just reminds me of all the awful people that live in Cheshire <laughs> and like that car. And what I've forgotten, because I haven't driven one since they first came out, is how good it is. Even now, it's yeah. a really nice car to drive. And you can tell in many ways... The interior's not as slick as this. It feels like a car in its twilight because I think by next year, this time next year, I think we'll have seen the new Range Rover Sport, yeah. which will be based on this new Range Rover yeah. chassis, much lighter, but it's going to be longer. I think it's going to have It'll seven bigger, seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A but Sport with you, seven seats—that's yeah, crazy, well, isn't, it? Weird, isn't it? But you can't fault the way the current one drives, and I'd forgotten that. But it may be ghastly in many ways, image mostly, but it's a pretty nice car to drive. Have you seen the rear passenger compartment in the Range Rover? Oh uh, yeah, I read about this. So this. This one's got the two separate chairs rather than a bench seat, which is some kind of luxe option thing. We haven't seen that since the R-Class when it what first came saying? out. <laughs> you always went the R-Class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got seats. a separator down the middle. Because the, the okay. one thing they're saying about this is that it's got a lot more rear legroom because a lot of their customers now, particularly in places like China and Russia, are chauffeured in these things. You know, they've never really considered that before, but this is a proper alternative to an S-Class or a 7 Series. Or Bring your long legs into the back. Richard's legs are extendable. Oh, hey, do you know what? I couldn't find the door handle. That took me a minute to find it. It's so well disguised. That's interesting. There we go. We're in the back. Right, well... I crashed another cameraman shot and it turned out to be someone I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right then, or is that worse? I don't know. I think it's probably worse. Well, listen, I'm not six foot. I'm in, I'm comfortable, my feet are well under the seat in front, yeah. and that is the only way I can get in. So oh, really? That's weird, because your seat's further forward. Driver's seat's quite far back. Mm. I'm fine here. Hang on, I'm fiddling with the seats to see. OK, oh, oh, I'm hello. sliding back. Oh, listen to that? that. How are you doing that? Ah, I see. I found the control. Oh, that's, look at that. The whole seat has moved back. Good grief, you could get a basketball player in here now. Oh, good Lord. Look that's at quite that. a Well then, fair play. They've what height are you, Richard? 6'3". And it's got sloping rear seats as well. I'm just reclining that. That's just like nice. oh, it's like an aircraft in that when the back slopes, the what do you call the bit? The squab. Squab goes forward. We've okay. Got, we've got duplicates of the vent controls in the front. These three rotaries and 
heated and, and cooled seats in here, and it's and whopping great speakers speaker, speaker. in the seat yeah, back. So there's a screen and a headrest in the accepted way Head- that lots of cars have now. Yeah. But then below it, there's a speaker set into the front seat back. I don't know why they would do that because you'd, normally you'd watch this with headphones on. Maybe not. And they'd be wireless headphones if it's a Range Rover. Oh, the headrest's really soft. Hang on. Well, I've got oh. headphones on, so that's oh, tricky. Oh, it is soft, oh, yeah. We're going to have to get out of this in a minute. I'm just going to nod off. This is very, this is very nice. Very relaxing. Good. You sure we're not in a Rolls Royce, not a Range Rover? Oh, it's, it's slightly surreal because we're now reclining in the back of a Range Rover that's slowly rotating on a motor show stand. To the sound of running oh, water because man, they've actually got a waterfall gonna, on the stand. I'm either going to fall asleep or wet myself. Let's hope you fall asleep first. <laughs> and then wet myself. <laughs> Ah, this is nice. Uh, this is really nice. <laughs> OK, there's one more car we have to go and see. Come on, Richard, wake up. No, what? <laughs> Gareth Jones on We've come to the stand of what is arguably the single most exciting dramatic car at the Paris show but sadly we can't actually see the car but we can see a teepee they've got a, it's got a teepee tent over, it. over the car and they're going to reveal it dramatically I would imagine by whipping the top part of the yeah, teepee that's up going up into the roof uh, we're at the McLaren stand I should say <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's, yes. the, that's the bit I, was, I forgot I was delaying the drop I see I'm sorry I've spoiled the magic now and we're looking forward to seeing the P1 in the flesh, but we're not going to have it on the programme today, unfortunately. You've seen pictures of it, Richard, haven't you? Yeah, it's very dramatic. I mean, it's sort of slightly mad. One of the things, I know it sounds stupid because they're supercars, one of the things I like about the 12C is that it's sort of quite restrained. I saw a grey one in a multi-storey car park the other day, and it's not like you didn't notice it, Mm. but it looked very grown up, and I quite liked that. I sort of thought, you know, you could use it every day and you wouldn't feel like you were showing off too much. Mm -hmm. And obviously the ones they've got on the stand, they've got the coupe and the new Spider here, and they're both in that signature orange that everything on this stand is, including the F1 car, they've got bolted to the wall. It's entirely sprayed in that orange. Never seen it in that colour before. I mean, that's the road car orange. It's sort of a bronze metallic thing again, isn't it? You know, it's quite ochre. Ochre. Anyway. And have you seen who's standing at the back of the stand? Uh, I have not. The very short body and long legs of Ron Dennis. Oh, himself. is he? Yeah, ah. yeah, there he is. Yes. Shall we go and walk in some mud and then walk onto the stand and it's send him absolutely nuts? I'm already feeling guilty about the fact that some of my buttons are undone on my shirt and I haven't combed my hair. He'll kill me for being untidy within ten metres of the McLaren stand. <laughs> and with that thought we'll leave you you've been at the Paris show with Richard Porter goodbye and me Gareth Jones and we'll see you for another episode of Gareth Jones on speed soon right I'm going to go up to Ron Dennis and ruffle his hair (laughs) just eat an ice cream really (laughs) melty right in front of him news today that two Uh, podcasters were thrown out (laughs) and assassinated by Ron Dennis (laughs) To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!